Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. All right, we are at number 13 of the 49ers roster countdown. Javon Kinlaw. I love this guy so freaking much. It's incredible what his journey um, has come through and what he's been through. Uh, Just an incredible player with an incredible story that's overcome insane odds to get where he is. Has he had some issues since he's got to the NFL? Of course he has. Those have been very well documented with the knee issues, the surgery. We'll see here. Um, Now, what we're going to do today, we're going to see some highlights from his rookie year. We're going to go through his medical history. We're going to go through his personal history, and we're going to look forward. We're going to try to see what it is that the 49ers can get from him, and why do I have him so high on this list? Number 13, as far as biggest impact on the 2022 season, and to be honest with you, I wanted to go higher. Uh, (laughs) Like, I was struggling keeping him this low. I wanted him to go higher. But Javon Kinlaw is such a key piece to the 49ers and what their defensive entire agenda is for building long-term success. Now, he wears jersey number 99. He is a behemoth of a man, 6'5", 319 pounds. He's only 24 years old. Entering into his third season, um, came out of Charleston, South Carolina, played at Goose Creek High School, um, and had quite the journey. Um, He did not qualify academically uh again you know you look back into what he has been through to get to where he is incredible um you know homeless living out of a car all these different things while trying to play football and high school and all these things it was a lot it was almost too much for him and you know i want to give a shout out to the coaching staff at south carolina uh, will muschamp in particular who believed in this kid, got behind this kid, and basically said, hey, we're going to create a long-term plan for you to get to where you can come play for us. I had to go to community college, all those different things. But, I mean, the journey for him was difficult from the start. His mother immigrated to Washington, D.C. from Trinidad and Tobago back in 1995. 
um, financial uncertainty, place to place, all those things. He didn't start playing football until he was a sophomore in high school. At this freakish size, it's insane to me. But what happened was he didn't qualify academically to to get a scholarship. So he went to junior college, got healthy, lost a lot of weight, started doing very, very well academically, then was able to transfer to South Carolina. And once he got there for the Gamecocks, it was just unreal. Listen to this, 2017, he won the Team Nutrition Award and lost a lot of weight. He's a gym rat now, but... Until you meet your needs, food, shelter, clothing, you can't do things like work out in the gym and play football. That's way down the line, and it took a solid infrastructure to get him to where once his basic needs were met, the kid could thrive. He he just needed he needed to get to where he didn't have the upbringing that a lot of players got that are in the NFL, and that's one of the things that makes it so special about him is because of what he's overcome. 2018, Co-Joe Morrison Award. 2019, Tenacity Award. Unselfish Teammate Award. Most Productive Player on the Defensive Award. Joe Morrison, Most Valuable Player on the Defensive Award in 2019. And the Dr. Harris uh, Pastides Outstanding Student Athlete Award. Do you, that's freaking incredible. You go from not qualifying academically to being the Most Outstanding Student Athlete Award at the college level? It's not about intellect whenever it came to Kinlaw, it was about food and shelter and so seeing him overcome those things is incredible and again i'm not even done with the awards um 2019 first team all sec um first team all american from the associated press i mean just insane insane uh what he has done and his biggest responsibility is being a father he does have a daughter eden now um, which gives him all the motivation that he needs now let's throw in some um let's throw in some highlights let's put that up there right now this is from his rookie year you can see him big number 99 with the um the yellow dot on him now he's had some viral videos his first viral video was that of him walking around with a squirrel a dead squirrel in his mouth uh he's a country boy (laughs) said he eats them consistently now he has missed time and that's kind of been the issue he missed the last two games of the regular season uh his rookie year 2020 with a knee issue they had hoped that he could rehab the knee that's what they were hoping for through the offseason just lingering, 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 lingering. Ended up missing week one. He said, screw it, put me in there. Played, you know, weeks two through five, limping around. And just everybody realized, long term, this isn't what's best for you. This isn't what's best for the 49ers. We thought we could rehab it. We were wrong. Uh, knee tendonitis was thrown around. So they sent him to the same doctor that did Nick Bosa, that did Jimmy Garoppolo surgery, had it redone. Now, he's... All intents and purposes, everybody's saying he's way better off now, that things are good for him, and that he is feeling much better. Well, I don't believe the 49ers on a lot of injury things, and so I didn't believe this at all. And I was like, yeah, he's probably going to start on the pup, whatever. He did not. The 49ers came out yesterday and announced he is not going to be on the pup. Now, that doesn't mean he's out of the woods yet. Here is uh, Kyle Shanahan talking about not only Kinlaw, but fellow teammates Aziz and Mike McGlinchey. McGlinchey, Kinlaw, and Aziz are all in the same boat. They're all cleared to practice, but they all had some pretty serious um, surgeries. So they're cleared to practice, but we're going to take it easy with them. So it won't be every day. So they're cleared, but it's not 
all over. You know what I mean? Like it's it, there's more to it than that. My assumption, again, this is just my assumption. And again, the, the first hur hurdle is cleared. It's going to be a one day on, two days off type of a thing for probably the majority of training camp. Now, I think the next hurdle or time frame that would be important is that first preseason game. Can you get to that one day on, one day off thing? Because again, you're not trying to get them back to full speed for week one. That's not what it is. You're trying to get them back to full speed for October, November, December, January, February. Like Everybody wants to put this week one focus on things because the immediate impact, and I totally get that. That's not it. That That's not the goal of this team. This is a team with higher aspirations and bigger hopes. And so you are trying to get him for a playoff run, not week one versus the Bears. Now, yeah, he's going to play week one versus the Bears, but is he going to get 70 defensive snaps? No. Is he going to get more time off? Yes, he should. Is he going to be inactive for some practices? He should. And that's okay. That's not a bad thing. You just got to give him some time. Now, you look at him, he's only played 18 out of the possible 33 regular season games in two years. Not ideal. Missed two his first year and missed almost all of them last year. Now, the 49ers need this pick to pan out. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, the fan or the uninformed content creator, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here, will say... He's got to be great because we traded to Forrest Buckner for him. Well, that's if you don't understand the ramifications of the trade because that's entirely not true. You traded to Forrest Buckner for Jimmy Ward, Eric Armstead, and Javon Kinlaw. If you look at salary cap, that's what it means. If you look at draft capital, yeah, it's not so much just a straight up. Yeah, it was for that pick, but all that money allowed you to keep Armstead, allowed you to keep Ward. If you would have kept Buckner, Ward and Armstead would have walked and you never would have had Kinlaw. So it's a three for one, but I understand um, the simplified, uninformed fan will look at it and say, oh, Buckner for Kinlaw. Has Kinlaw been as good as Buckner? Hell no, he hasn't. But again, that that's not the way the trade worked out. So if Kinlaw does pan out, that's going to be huge, just from a perception standpoint. Also, which doesn't really help him or affect him, but he was, you know, the 49ers were sitting at pick 13. That's what they got for the Buckner trade. You had Tristan Wirfs just sitting there on the clock at 13. They swapped picks, fell back one round, one pick, and the Bucks moved up and got Wirfs, which Wirfs is playing, playing all pro-level left tackle already. Now, he's not an all-pro because Trent Williams, we ended up getting later in that draft, is he, he almost should have been a unanimous. He missed by one vote last year. But that's hard because Wirfs and Kinlaw, they're going to be connected. Wirfs is looking freaking insane, and Kinlaw struggled. Now, his play's been good. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. But if you look at it again... What did the 49ers get whenever they fell back that one pick? Well, all right. One of my favorite things to do is to go through these trades and to play the what-if game, right? So the 49ers were at 13. They fell back one pick. The Bucks jumped up, okay? So here's what the 49ers got, number 14, and a fourth rounder, number 17. They gave up number 13 and a seventh, number 245. So they jumped up 120 picks. For that fourth rounder. Well, they didn't keep that fourth rounder. They packaged that number 117 pick, the fourth rounder, with the number 31 and the number 176 to go get Brandon Ayuk at 25. So what's better again? Now, it, it, again, you can't really boil this down to this player for that player. 
But if you don't fall back, you don't get Brandon Ayuk. They didn't have the draft capital to do that. And so Ayuk has been incredible. Now, is is he... Has he lived up to the number 25 pick? I think he has. Uh, You look at that draft class. Yeah, he's right there. He's been fine. But Kinlaw's a little bit underperformed because of medical history. Now, I will say this, and, you know, this is another issue that gets lost in the whole Buckner trade. You had Robert Sala. You had Kyle Shanahan. You had John Lynch. All of them come out saying, we want to get better against the run in the middle. Buckner's not the same player as Kinlaw. Yeah, they might play the same position, but completely opposing players as far as what they accomplish. Forrest Buckner is a swim move, finesse, um, pass rusher from the inside, which is incredible, and Buckner's one of my favorite players in the NFL. Kinlaw's not that. Kinlaw is a stout anchor, run-stuffing D-lineman, and that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to stop the run from the inside and allow their linebackers to clean. That's why <laughs> that's why Fred Warner was an all-pro afterwards. Uh, you know, you go back to 2020 when he was an all-pro, it's because they stacked inside and it allowed the linebackers to run free. So it's a philosophical difference on personnel that has allowed Fred to be what Fred can be. And they chose that because they didn't want teams running up the middle. They want to make them one-dimensional. Then you can allow your pass rushers to go get them. That helps your secondary out. It's just a philosophical front seven to back four um, understanding. Uh, It's awesome. So anyway, now let's look at his combine performance, which you know he didn't do a lot of the workouts. He did have that knee issue. But listen to this, just pure metrics. 93.5% um, of all defensive tackles in the NFL. He's in the top 93.5% in height, top 90% in weight, top 94% in arm length, top 85% in hand size. He is an athletic human freak when you look at him. He's gigantic. Um, Closest athletic comps, there weren't many. I found one defensive tackle that I thought was close, uh, Cameron Hayward, who's incredible. And the other one was Laramie Tunsil, the offensive tackle. Like, this is the company he keeps. Freak athletes, gigantic. Um, Obviously, drafting the 14th overall pick of the 2020 draft. Um, And if you look at his rookie year, started 12 games, played in 14, had that pick six against Goff, which was... Um, his golf's last touchdown pass, uh, for the Rams, uh, playing the 49ers was two, was a pick six, which is awesome Four pass breakups. He gets his hands up very, very well. That size he uses well, one and a half sacks, 33 tackles, three tackles for loss, four quarterback hits. Now, if you look at what he did last year, made four game appearances, eight tackles, one quarterback hit. He was hobbling. His snap count was low. It wasn't who he is. So what do we have now? Let's look at 2022. He spent all of minicamp and OTAs rehabbing with Kalia Davis on the side um, of the field. Looking good, man. He's he's in the gym. That dude is a gym rat. He's there all the time. Uh, Shanahan and everybody keeps saying he's here all the time. Like, he's here all the time, which is awesome. Uh, you want those players that have that chip on their shoulder. And this... 
obviously with Ken Laws, you know, issues with the media, which I don't want to say media, just one person, but, you know, people calling him out because of injury history and making fun of him and things like that. He's got a chip on his shoulder and he will fight back. I mean, this is somebody that's overcome so much adversity. He's not going to sit there and let, you know, <laughs> choose my words carefully, uh, somebody just pick it for clicks, you know, and whatever. So uh, this this is an important season. It really, really is. And he's got all the motivation in the world. Now, again, the fact that he's not on the pup is so important. It's huge. Um, I did not expect him to be cleared. I thought he was going to be on the pup for sure. I was wrong. I was so wrong on this. And I'm thankful that I'm wrong. I just want to see him put it in. I don't even care about stat projections. That's not what I, I want. I want 14 or more starts this year. That's what I care most about. 14 or more starts. I think if we got that and we could see what him and Eric Armstead in the middle, we haven't seen that yet. You remember Armstead didn't move inside until around like week 10 so uh, of last year, which Kinlaw was already out. So we have not seen what this 49ers defense can be with Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw in the middle. Ooh, yeah, that I'm telling you right now, the linebackers for the 49ers are going to be having the best season in a long time. I'm so excited about this. And I love Ken Law. Excited to see what he can bring. Health's the only concern. That's it. And so if he can conquer that, which it seems like his knee's doing well, if he can just stay healthy, ooh, this defense can be good, man. At top five, it's funny. Like, you don't like projecting entire units. Top five it's close to a floor almost like this is going to be a very, very good defense, but there's just a couple question marks. The say second safety, the nickel Javon Kinlaw's health. You get those things locked down. <laughs> You're talking about maybe the best defense in the NFL, which would be uh, so welcomed, So welcome by the faithful experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. Here's the deal. I was beyond skeptical, okay? I'm not a big cook. I don't really have a lot of time for that. You guys know I got way too much stuff going on. But with every point, it is all the hard stuff's taken out of it. And so here's what's amazing. You prepare all of your meals in less than 30 minutes or less. And again, I wouldn't touch it if that was the case. But it's healthy, it's delicious, and it's quick. You ever sit around like, all right, what am I going to make next? They take all of that out. And so if you head over to everyplate.com, use the promo code 49ers179, no specials. Now, what does that 179 mean? Uh, with no spaces, again, 49ers179. Every meal is $1.79. So again, go over to everyplate.com and enter the code 49ers179. $1.79 per meal. It's incredible. And here's the one of the things why I've, I've worked with these guys for so long is I endorse their product. I use their product with my family. My son likes their product. My wife likes it. If you can make all of us happy, you're doing something great. So give yourself and your wallet a break. Enjoy delicious, affordable meals delivered to your door. You know, you have to go shopping and ready to go in just six simple steps. So, Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code 49ers179. <laughs> 49ers roster countdown is to number 12. One, two, baby. And we got Mike McGlinchey, the offensive tackle question mark health. But hey, 
showed up to camp, and I'm glad the pace that we kept because the entire trajectory of this episode would have been different if McGlinchey was on the pup. But heroically, I will add, like it is such an impressive feat to come from quad tear halfway through the season to where he is now. It's impressive. And you have to give credit to somebody that worked that hard to get to where he is now currently on this roster. Now, we're going to dive into my favorite clip ever of Mike McGlinchey. I want to tease it. It's my favorite, maybe one of my favorite offensive lineman plays of all time. I want to show you that. We're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan, and we're going to go through everything there is to know about not only McGlinchey's past, what he did to get to the NFL, um, what he has done for the 49ers, but what we're looking for in the future. Um, what does 2022 hold for him? And why do we have him at 12? We got him pretty damn high. And this is a very talented roster. I don't think that this ranking reflects where he's been as far as importance to the 49ers, but it does reflect how important he will be this year for the 49ers. He's huge. Number 69. Nice. Six foot eight, 310 pounds. He's only 27, entering into his fifth season which is important because it shows several things. One, he was a first-round draft pick, and the 49ers elected to pick up his fifth-year option, which guarantees from injury. Now, you had to pick that up last year before the season started. He got hurt during the season. It could have been possible if Staley did not recover that he didn't play at all this year and still got a full paycheck, which I'm not trying to advocate for not taking care of your players. I'm just saying the 49ers are in a very advantageous, lucky position with the cap considerations that are attributed to McGlinchey and the fact that you're going to actually get uh, some playing time with him uh, is we're lucky because torn quads can end careers. They, they can call it. It's over. So the fact that he not only is ready for training camp but not on the pub for training camp, that's just extra gravy, baby. Um now, let's look at kind of where he's come from. He's a Philly kid, born and raised, uh, played at William Penn Charter School. Um, he, he's fun, man. He, he's just a fun personality. You go back to his rookie year or his sophomore year, um, the Joe and Mike show, right? The Joe show. I mean, they were just two peas in a pod, which was so cool. And he's got such a good personality. He was a film, television, and theater major at Notre Dame, four-star recruit, cousin first cousin of former mvp matt ryan and guess who matt ryan won his mvp with kyle shanahan so there's lots of connections there um grew up very close family very large family uh, funny thing it, mike mcglinchy 6'8 he's huge dad's 5'11 mom's 5'8 <laughs> so there's got to be a lot of jokes in the family about where he got his hype from no doubt and he's got such a cool sense of humor Began as a tight end and switched to offensive lineman in high school. And didn't play his freshman year for Notre Dame, but eventually sophomore year on started every single game. Iron Man. He never missed one, one football game his entire career, all the way back to Pee Wee to his sophomore year, uh, second year in the NFL. Like, never missed one game. Played through injuries. Tough man. So for him to tear his quad and miss time... That's got to eat him alive. It's something he pride himself on is just, you know, not missing time. And the 49ers, they hold extreme value on that, especially whenever you look at all the injuries they've had. Is it unlucky? Is it coaching? Is it training staff? There's lots of questions there. Unfortunately, 
we don't have any of those answers. And they fired two full tra- training and health staffs since Shedahead's been here. Unfortunately, the results just have not changed. Now, if you look at what he was able to accomplish, I mean, team captain in high school, first team offensive line, 4A All-State in 2012, first team All-Pennsylvania. I mean, just whatever you want, he did it. He was a Notre Dame two-time captain, um, Associated Press uh, uh, second team, All-American in 2016, Phil Still uh, third-team All-American, finalist for the uh, Maxwell Award, Outland Trophy watch list, Lombardi Award. Dude was unreal. And guess who he played next to almost his entire college career? Quentin Nelson. Uh, Might go down as one of the best guards of all time whenever it's all said and done. He's been around greatness. He's been best friends with Joe Staley. Now he is opposite of Trent Williams. He's He's been surrounded by great. Has he ever been as good as those people who have surrounded him? I would say no, not yet. Uh, but again, I mean, you, you look at Joe Staley's going to be in the 49ers Hall of Fame. Trent Williams going to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, Quentin Nelson probably going to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. It's not his fault. He's been around three Hall of Famers, but... He's been a grade below, and we'll we'll get into a little bit more of his play and some of those metrics. Didn't participate in a lot of the the drills at the combine. Um, did do twenty four bench press reps, which is pretty good for somebody that tall. Twenty eight and a half inch vertical, all right, nothing too too bad. But his height, he's huge. Height and length, top ninety five percent of the tackles in the NFL. Like he's he's big. He's big. Um, was drafted number nine overall. A little bit of a shocker if you go back, you remember, because the 49ers had Trent Brown at, at right tackle. And so Trent Brown elected to end his season early because of injuries, and it just seemed like Shanahan and John Lynch were like, nope, this is not the player that we want. Um, they draft McGlinchey number nine, and that was a secret. Nobody was talking about McGlinchey to the 49ers. That was a huge uh, draft surprise, and then afterwards you had the famous line like, no, Trent's a part of our team, Blah, and then he was traded the next day for like a third rounder, I believe, to the Patriots. Um, but it, it it signified something that was different, and John Lynch had an awesome quote. I tried to go back and find it, but I got too many videos. I couldn't find it. I was very upset, but anyway, the first year they were drafting, they were just trying to find guys to fill spots that could play right away. The second year, right, 2018, whenever he got drafted, the whole idea was to find cornerstones. And the tackle position is so important for the 49ers that, you know, they were willing to spend a top 10 pick on Mike McGlinchey um, despite having a right tackle in Trent Brown that has been paid a ridiculous amount of money. Just want to fit. They wanted cornerstones. They wanted fits. They wanted everything to work out perfectly and build for the long term. Now, people want to say like, oh, somebody's a bust or whatever. You cannot say Mike McGlinchey is a bust. Not at all. The dude started 52 games. It, has he lived up to top 10 potential? That's a different question. But bust category need not apply here. Mike McGlinchey is a good tackle. I would argue Mike McGlinchey is an above average tackle in the nfl there's 64 tackles right so 32 teams you got two tackles left tackle right tackle 32 times two did i do it right 64 hashtag smrt smart did i do it right um there's poor offensive tackle play in the nfl there's very poor offensive tackle play in the nfl i would put him and kind of that 22 to 28 range that's where i think he fits if you left tackle right tackle that's where he is for me. Now, 
what type of play do you get with Mike McGlinchey? One, you get a hellacious run blocker. In fact, let's go to it. Let's go to the film. This is my favorite film. This is my favorite clip of an offensive lineman blocking 50 yards downfield, baby. And it's against the Raiders, which just adds just a little extra sugar on top. Man, it's nice to see 31 uh, Raheem Mostert, you know, running and darting through everything. But, man, McGlinchey blocking downfield is just – it's delicious, man. It's delicious. It's the best of the best that he brings to this team. And so you get a 6'8 guy, 300-plus pounds, blocking 50 yards downfield. Oh, I was jumping up and down, man. I, I will forever – this play, it just excites me so much. Um, now, the, the positive is run blocking. Golly. If you go back to the 2020 season, he finished, Pro Football Focus, um, with the second highest run blocking grade in the NFL. Second highest with a 91.3 grade. Who did he finish behind? Who was number one? Trent Williams, which is just with a 91.8. Like, that's unbelievable and that's what Shanahan puts a premium on with their offensive linemen run blocking first pass blocking second and the pass blocking has been a little bit of a concern not that he's a bad pass blocker because that's just not true that's not factual the problem is let's say Mike McGlinchey has 70 plays in a game he's going to have 68 really good plays and he's going to have two extremely bad plays that doesn't summarize his his play because you're right and you can make a 15 to 16 play you know anti highlight reel of Mike McGlinchey and you would sit there and think this dude's awful um but that's not the NFL that's not the way it works because he's he's good 68 plays he's just got that one or two plays a game where it just goes bad um sadly Real bad sometimes, um, which, I mean, he just gets posterized sometimes. And that's not who he is. It's You can't summarize somebody by just those, but it's got to be fixed. And it hasn't been fixed. It really, really hasn't. Um, but, again, look at let's look at his numbers. Rookie year, 74.8 overall PFF grade. 2019, takes a dip, 67.4. 2020, 79.6, his best year in the NFL. Last year, 2021, 69.6. Now he's playing through an injury. Um, he's revealed recently his quad was partially torn to start the year and finally just went all out and tore it. And, you know, credit to him. It's incredible to be a 300-plus-pound man going against defensive ends and edge players with a hurt, hurt leg and not say anything. I mean, he's a Philly kid. This guy, yeah, he embodies the attitude. Now, if we look at the actual pressures allowed, just pass rush, right? 2018, three sacks allowed, 19 pressures. 2019, four sacks allowed, 20 pressures. 2020, three sacks allowed, 22 pressures. So he's allowing just a couple extra pressures every year. You don't like that pace. Last year, even though he only played in eight games, two sacks, eight pressures. So he seems to be relatively consistent with the amount of pressures he gives up. It's not improving, um, consistency is what he's got to fix. It's what he's got to fix because he fits perfectly with what Shanahan wants. And the fact that he is back is awesome. Listen to Kyle Shanahan talk about the way in which they're going to bring McGlinchey, Aziz, and Jason Verrett back into it. McGlinchey, Kinlaw, and Aziz are all in the same boat. They're all cleared to practice, but they all have some pretty serious um, surgeries. So they're cleared to practice, but we're going to take it easy with them. So. Won't be every day. 
I think I said Verrett before that clip. Uh, sorry, I meant to say Kinlaw. But uh, Verrett will be back eventually. A little bit longer timetable for him. He hit the pup. So, anyway, that's what we got there. You know, I, I like him. I really, really do. He's playing for the 49ers. He got practice, you know, practice reps for the first and second day of camp. He was out there with the ones, and when they went team, he kind of stepped back a little bit. So, you got to bring him in slow. Got to bring him in slow. And my guess is he's probably not going to practice day three. He's probably going to take some days off, rest. There's no need to rush him back. But the reason why we have him at 12, and let's move on to this year. You need to protect Trey Lance. You got a lot of question marks inside. Alex Mack retired. Lakin's gone. Where's Brunskill going to fit? Probably center. Okay, that means you got a right guard next to McGlinchey. It's going to have some question marks. Doesn't mean it can't work, but you need solid outside if you're going to have questionable inside. Or you need solid inside if you're going to have questionable. You can't have questionable both. And I think McGlinchey shores that up. The run game is going to be elite, ladies and gentlemen, in the 2022 year. No doubt about that. We've got the run blockers. Even the questionable guards that are stepping in that we haven't seen, Aaron Banks, um, Jalen Moore, Spencer Burford getting reps with the ones. Those guys are elite run blockers. That's not a question. It's pass protection. That's the question. So what are we looking for in Mike McGlinchey? Consistency. <laughs> Can he step that up? Can you eliminate that one or two negative pass rush plays that just look bad? If he can do that, man, Trey Lance is going to go off, and that's why I think he's so important because he's protecting Trey on the outside. You got Trent Williams on one side, Mike McGlinchey on the other. That's pretty damn good. Is McGlinchey a top 10 or a top 20 offensive tackle in the league? I don't think so yet, but it's a contract year. If he balls out, they might extend this cat and pay him a hefty penny, and it wouldn't be bad news. It really, really wouldn't be. Is he going to get top 10 money or anything like that? I don't think so. But, man, I hope he's a part of the 49ers for a long time. I, I do. I really do. I just You got to fix that one or two plays, and don't allow those people that you know focus on just those one or two to miss the other 68. That's not who we are. You got to look at it all. You got to look at it all. So Mike McClinchy, man, I hope he steps up this year. Being healthy is huge. Um, man, he if he could just reach his potential consistent level, watch out, man. I want to say thank you to Anthony and Josh, producers of this series. Um, and, man, for the 49ers rush, we're just going to keep counting them down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.